You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1046. Do you have a gut feeling that your life could be more fulfilling? I've invited Doug Packard, who is a seasoned CEO peer group leader and executive coach to share some of the many tactics and tools that he uses to help his CEO clients to discover and then lead their journey. Doug, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Well, thanks. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right, let's start because, you know, in your book, his book is titled Lead Their Journey, and we're going to get into that right now. You provide a great many techniques in your book for self-leadership. You know, one that caught my eye is the acronym ROT, Return on Time. Can you share more about how a CEO can learn to maximize their return on their time? I can. In fact, first I've got to apologize for the cold I've got, but I will do the best I can here. The term actually came from one of my members, one of my clients, and uh, one day he said to me, you know, Doug, you've not only helped me increase my ROI, you've helped me increase my ROT, and he said my return on time. And then he paused for a second and said, on this earth. <laughs> so it really was an impactful moment uh, for me. And the, one of the primary tools was basically a couple of different matrices. Uh, and those matrices I have in the book, um, the first one delves into the question that pretty much everyone I've worked with asks themselves, which is, am I investing my time wisely or intentionally? And so in most cases, they don't know how they're investing it now. So the first thing I do is have them track their time for a month. And from that, we'll take that and put it into the matrix showing of your various responsibilities. What percentage of your time are you investing in each one? And most of the time, they're very surprised at where their, you know, the percentage of time is going. And then we work towards, you know, let's say a year out. Uh, how could we adjust this? What, what percentage of your time would you like to invest in each responsibility um, if we made a few adjustments? And then I really help them to dream to say, <clears throat> okay, how about ideally, be that three years from now or five years from now, what would be the responsibilities on the left-hand side and what would be the percentage of time you'd invest in them then? That's kind of an ongoing part and maybe the most important part of their defining their own version of success, and then we uh, dive into uh, the harder part of it on the left-hand side, which are the responsibilities, which typically there's, you know, six, seven, or eight items there. Are those really the the responsibilities that you want to have? Hmm. So their, their question there, and sometimes I don't even realize it is, but am I investing my time in the right responsibilities? Generally, for most leaders, that means that they've been spending too much time, you know, working in the business versus on it. And so I help them evolve into spending a larger percentage of their time on doing more um, leading-type activities like planning ahead, researching opportunities, new pro- like not new products, acquisitions, those kinds of things, which leads to the last part, which is that in order to do that, usually they have to shed some responsibilities. Right. And so the set- second matrix is a matrix I call you know, options for freeing up your time. Um, and it has a logical progression from left to right of how one can 
shared responsibilities to make time to invest in uh, in ways that would be uh, provide a higher return. So we're talking with Doug Packard. His he's the author of the book "Lead Your Journey," and so we're introducing him to the critical mass audience as an author. I have also known Doug in the spirit of full disclosure for a decade plus through our joint relationship with Renaissance Executive Forums. Doug is in the great state of Maine, and he leads forums, CEO peer groups uh, throughout that state. And I've come to know and respect him as a peer leader in this industry and doing great work with clients throughout the state. But, Doug, can you tell me, what was the inspiration for you to make the commitment to write this book? Well, there's two things. One is it's really a thank you and a tribute to my members because it's really because of them and what the work I'm privileged to do with them that has helped me to lead my journey. I had a process that I came up with, which is also in the book, about picking the characteristics of what I wanted to do after I left my corporate life. Mm -hmm. And this particular work hit all seven of my criteria. And so when I was one of them, for example, was I believe in corporate life, I was really anxious to work with people that I uh, chose to invest my time with. Uh, and so I'm very grateful that I work with people I not only trust, enjoy, and learn from, but that in most cases I literally love. Um, I spend a half a day with them every month in one-on-one coaching sessions and uh, also and, um, oftentimes with their management teams and then sometimes time golfing and skiing. And so uh, I really consider them friends and confidants, and uh, to sum it up, uh, I was in a breakfast coaching session one time with a member, and he stopped me in my tracks, and he said, I know why you've got this business, and I said, well, why is that, and he said, you wanted to evolve you, and I said, guilty as charged, I, I learned more than they do, because I get to learn from all of them. Right, right, it's it, it's amazing, um, the, uh, ha- having known you for as long as I do, and knowing the type of uh, deep relationships you've fostered with your community there in Maine, that um, in addition to working on their business instead of in their business, I know that a good part of your relationship and value to your community is your ability to be comfortable working, helping them work on themselves as well, um, because there's more to the member who shows up than just the president or CEO or owner of the company that they run. There's a person, a rich person behind that member as well, and I know you're very comfortable working in that area with your members as well. Thanks. It's, uh, I enjoy it. And one, uh, one version of my planning uh, tools is called No Regrets Planning. Okay. And uh, it's right down that alley what you're talking about. So you, you write about how CEOs and executives need to define and then achieve their own version of success and happiness. And I, I think that's really powerful for owners and people who are running small and middle market companies because it can be so varied. Um, but can you share a story or example of how someone who you've worked with has done this while working in either your forum or in a coaching session with you? Yes. I mean, this uh, philosophy really stems from uh, my corporate days. Um, I spent a lot of years being the one selecting consultants and then managing them on projects. And one of the things I didn't like about many consultants was they seemed to come in and kind of push their own version of what success is on you. And I never liked that and never thought it was appropriate. And so I've tried to really hard to, uh, even at a detail level, to always be asking and 
and just helping the member uh, define their own version of success in their own way. And I just try to help them get there quicker and, and have a clearer version of what it is and maybe a more full version of what it is. Um, and so one example is I have a member that um, rose from a frontline position all the way to CEO. And early on with her, as we talked about kind of what she liked and didn't like about her CEO role, a number of things, you know, became apparent. She was very dedicated to the organization. She loved the work the organization was doing and, and the employees that were doing it. Um, she was working approximately 60 hours a week, including many evening events. Uh, she was also not getting the exercise she wanted. She was not getting the time with her husband that she wanted. And she was not getting uh, time with uh, some nieces that she was very close to. And so as we worked together, I talked about, you know, or helped her identify her version of uh, being happier, basically. Uh, I was able to help her in what I call give herself permission. And, in fact, the book was almost named Give Yourself Permission. Mm. Uh, but, unfortunately, that was taken. <laughs> but I helped her give her self position, uh, permission to do several things. First was to uh, fire her COO who was not a good fit in the role. That was part of the reason that she was having to work so many hours. She, I gave her, she gave herself permission to go to yoga three mornings a week and come in to work mid-morning. Uh, she gave herself permission to have others attend some of the evening events instead of her. She created a weekly date night and quarterly getaways with her husband. Part of that came from our annual Strategies for Success offsite reflection. And then she did something that's Several of my members have now started to emulate. She wanted to take her nieces on some significant trips. And the first time, a couple times, she asked them. They said they couldn't when she was willing to go. So she changed her strategy and said, okay, if you can't go with me, let's say she was asking them right now. Let's say she asked them for March. And they said, no, I can't go. She said, well, how about March of 2019? And they said, well, yeah, I guess so. And so ever since that day, she started keeping a perpetual two-year rolling calendar. Wow. And she puts her bucket list type items on the second year. It just It's not if we could do it, it's when. And that gives them time to plan, save up, study, get excited, and that make it happen. That's awesome. We're talking with Doug Packard. We're talking both about his book, Lead Your Journey, and we're also talking about his professional practice that he maintains in the great state of Maine, where he is a Renaissance Executive Forum's business partner and has been for quite some time. We're going to take a short time out here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'm going to ask you a couple different questions with the time that we have left on the program, but we're going to start with, if you could think about what advice you would give to our audience, many of whom may want to write a book, about how to successfully write and then publish their book. Okay, Doug? Sure. All right, we'll be right back after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. 
Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. A great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to our website, criticalmass4business.com, and at the bottom of any page that join our mailing list box, you simply put your email address in that box and hit subscribe, and like magic, you will start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our outstanding upcoming guests like Doug Packard. We do nothing else with your email, ladies and gentlemen, other than subscribe you to our weekly newsletter. All right, I said before the break we are going to ask you to share some of your advice, I believe, in peer learning. So talk about, you know, advice you for those who might want to write and successfully publish their book, Doug. Well, one of my members uh, gave me uh, a learning that relates here, and he said a leader should find out what they aren't good at and don't do it. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not a very good writer. And so I got very lucky that in having a terrific writer in my consulting association that I'm in who said he would help. I had uh, teamed up with him in a similar situation a few years ago to write some articles for the primary business publication here in Maine called Maine Biz. And um, so we just kind of kept the same rhythm and so my first advice is get some get some help. And so uh, in this case, it was the ultimate help. Once a month, I would outline a chapter. He would tape the phone call and ask questions as I talked through the outline. And then he would write the first draft of the chapter. Then we'd go back and forth editing. And uh, that's how we got it done. And how did you publish the book? Uh, actually self-published on Amazon, available on Amazon.com. They have a, a tool called Create Space. In the front part of my book is uh, three things, contact info for this ghostwriter who could help someone if they like, the three-person team, for uh, a lady that did the cover of my book, and then also uh, there's the name of uh, a lady that did the technical part and helped me uh, put it on Create Space. That's awesome. Uh, more and more, I think people are finding their voice and and making the commitment like you've done to create a book that makes an impact in the world. And I appreciate your commitment to that. You know, I've been I was mentioning in the first segment that you've been a business partner with Renaissance for some time. In fact, it's been since two thousand and two. And I know during that time, you've worked with many CEOs and business owners. Can, can you share from your personal perspective how the power of peer learning as experienced in your executive forums, has generally benefited the clients that work with you? Certainly, glad to. Uh, one comes to mind who's a, a member that's a, an engineer by training and then had a background in uh, you know, leading operations uh, prior to becoming CEO of a mid-sized company. And Forum and I both kind of became aware that he not only had little experience in the sales end of his company, but really didn't even trust or like his own sales team. And it was almost almost humorous. <laughs> uh, but the team 
basically made him and kept on him about this do a couple of things. One is uh, the forum made him move his office from the operations building that he was in down to the sales building. And that's part of that came about because we held one of our meetings there and they, they saw what he was doing. He was hiding from them. Mm. Uh, and so just that one move uh, garnered uh, a lot of praise from the owner of the company uh, for both you know, applauded him and his forum on the insightful move. Uh, and once he made that move, he started to understand how dedicated the salespeople were, how much effort there was to secure a new customer, and most importantly, it became a part of the hallway conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then second thing I did was um, I led an education component that I called, you know, do yourself a favor, fire a customer. Because <laughs> without his, uh, you know, sales background, he kind of was would complain about customers that, you know, they'd call and, and say jump and you'd have to say how oh, high. And so through that conversation with his forum and that education piece, he went back and wrote down a list of the top eight most difficult customers and contacted them himself. Um, two of the customers left, which was good, but the other six he was able to, what I call, educate into becoming good customers. Hmm. And the result was that um, he enjoyed work and his team much more. He, invo- he evolved kind of from a victim to more in control or partnerships with his customers. And he ended up growing the company from about $7 million to about $65 million in about seven years. Wow. Now that's that's a kicker to end the story with. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> that's good. You saved, you saved that for the end. You're a good storyteller there, Doug Packard. <laughs> You know, you wrote a book on leadership. You, you titled it appropriately, Lead, Lead Their Journey. And I'm, and I'm wondering, what did you learn, even after all these years of working with leaders and building forums in Maine, what did you learn about the subject leadership that you didn't really know or appreciate prior to writing and publishing your book, Doug? Well, I think that uh, similar to most of my members, when we're in off hours, <laughs> We just think of ourselves as just like anybody else and just normal Joes, if you will, just trying to do the best we can do. And I, I think we underestimate, especially as the years go on and the people we touch, how much influence we do have. And so what I've learned, especially through this book and some of the interactions and presentations and stuff I've done, is that kind of the old thing of perception is reality, but that everything is really working for you or against you and that people are watching. And so one has to be careful about how they communicate and, and the impact you might have. Um, so as an example, my, my writing partner was, you know, part of the inspiration at the beginning here because he said several of the ideas of my articles had helped him in his personal and business life. And he sensed a theme through the articles. So he said, so we need to do a book. Wow. You know, and, you know, I know he was a good writing partner, and I, it seemed like we enjoyed the conversations, but I, you know, and then many professional and personal friends have uh, really shown true excitement about this accomplishment. And, you know, I was kind of proud of myself, but I don't think of it as that huge a deal. Um, and uh, I don't know, I just, uh, I've been very surprised at the, um, and and you, you know, it's almost like they're looking at me a little bit differently. And so it just reminds me and educates me that um, perception is reality and that, um, that people are 
look it up at you a little bit for the right or the wrong reason that it's even more responsibility to be intentional and, and uh, about what you say and what you do, how you show up. So if that's that's a great finishing conversation, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to do two things. One, let people know how they can find and buy your book. So let's do that first. Where would you suggest they go? Uh, the book is available on Amazon, Amazon.com. And do they it's type? It's also available on my website, DougPackConsulting.com. Uh, You're going to spell that for me, please. Could you spell your your sure. website? D O U G, and then Packard as in Hewlett Packard, P A C K A R D, Consulting.com. So C O N S U L T I N G. And if they also want to learn about your Renaissance Executive Forums practice in Maine, will they find information on Doug Packer Consulting, or is there another site that you would suggest they go to? They, there's a, on Doug Packer Consulting, there's information about it, and also I'm on LinkedIn, which has everything there. So, okay. And then just uh, to pay homage to my second state, I also have clients and have the state, great state of New Hampshire. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. Well, there you go. You're, you've got two states. Some of us only have counties, and you've got states, and I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and I really appreciate you uh, making the commitment to be on the show. I know you're playing with pain a little bit there with a with a fall cold, which is unfortunate. But I've been super excited to have you on the show since I first learned that uh, you were writing this book and, and taking the time to read the book and now talking about the book. This has been an awesome experience for me. Thank you for being a friend of the critical mass community, a part of the larger Renaissance Executive Forums community, and now part of the brotherhood of being a published author. It's been great to talk with you today here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Good business to all. All right. All right. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. Connect with me on Twitter. <clears throat> I'm CEO Peer Groups. LinkedIn and YouTube, Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Our website is criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.